from the teachers, some students and all of that. But my mom, Voltron. Ooh, she's still my Voltron right now. And I just look at her and I'm like... You know what I love about <laughs> this? We both had traumatizing stories. And then yeah. Simi comes in with the... Oh, no, but you remember my, that? I my mom my, deserves heaven. I, I remember, remember but that was last the episode. That was the Ever wondered what's up with weight, marriage, kids, love, friendship, and money? Well, we're three peers in a podcast, and we want to know what's up with everything, and we mean everything. Your hosts are Adventurous Ada, Spontaneous Simi, mm-hmm. and Tenacious Tewo, and we ask you to join us as we figure things out. You can, you can find, find us, us on, on Apple, Spotify, and Instagram at three peers in a podcast. All right. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you ladies been since we last spoke? We're good. At least I'm good. You're good. Yeah. That was the voice of adventurous Ada. Snatches, <laughs> how are you? I'm okay. You're okay. Just okay. Mm-hmm. But um, it's so good to have you guys, or you ladies here today. Same. Because Same. You know, this is our, our community. This is our safe space. Mm-hmm. And remember, we talked about um, Ada's experience with her dad calling her out into markets. And <laughs> I, my experience with my mother, you know, coming to pay me a surprise visit in school because of my, you know, my criminality. So we decided to take it down memory lane and just talk about what's up with parenting. And as three millennial women, we will look at it then and now, especially because one of us is currently a parent raising a child. So yeah. I don't know what generation are they at right now. They've gone through Gen Zs. So they so they're should be Gen A. Gen A. So we've started the alphabets again. So, yeah. Gen um, Alpha. We have a millennial here raising a, a Gen A. So we're going to <laughs> flash back <laughs> and look at parenting in our time and look at parenting no. of a Gen A. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Ada and Tewa, you can each decide who will go first. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, an experience that really, really resonated with you. And when you think of parenting, something that came from your childhood that you're just like, you know what, I can never, ever forget that. Hmm. Tewa, do you want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so this story um, always comes to mind when I'm, you know, when anybody would ask me this question. Um, I was in primary five or something. And um, when this episode comes out, I'm going to play this for my mom (laughs) and um, see if she remembers. There was a debate. I've always been, you know, involved in uh, literary and debating societies, primary, secondary schools. And then um, in primary school, there was this debate. It was very voluntary. So the thing is, I think... This time around, maybe because I had done the last one, the person that was even supposed to do this wasn't available or something. So it, it wasn't even like, oh, voluntary, but you're responsible. It was voluntary, voluntary. Tell her, please help us out and, you know, fill the spot. And it was going to be on a Friday. Um, so I had committed maybe on Monday or Tuesday, you know, like I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then my mom comes home on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, Tuesday or something and um, says... Um, a family friend of ours is burying their mom in Fiditi. Do you guys know where that is? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, state. Wonderful. I don't know places. I don't travel much. But for this place to be in my mind, I've only been there once. Since <laughs> that time, I haven't gone back. <laughs> but for this place to be in my mind, then you know 
you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Fiditi Oya stayed a close family friend, and I'm like, oh, wonderful. Um, taking trips with my mom, divine. Um, it's always been. I don't know if you guys have that. Like the places we go to often, and my mom's family members. Yeah. I, I don't know if oh. you guys have that in your yes. home as well. It's, it's my dad for me. It's the opposite. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for us, it's always you know you go home with your mom. I hadn't. I never traveled to my dad's place until I was um grown with full burst. Anyway, <laughs> so we um <laughs> we <laughs> I got to school maybe on Wednesday. And, to, and we're living on Thursday because the wake was going to be on Thursday in Fiditi. And you know how it is, burial Friday, we come back Saturday. So I got to school and told them that um, I, I couldn't participate anymore. I, w- I had to go out of town with my mom. She said I had to go. So that was basically like the only lie, you understand? And it wasn't yeah. even, to me, it wasn't that much of a lie. For them to see that it was important, I go, my mom's. I'm going with my mom to Fiditi. Oh, I'm going with my mom out of town. I wouldn't be around on Friday to participate in your debate. Basically, in my mind, good riddance. You know, but, <laughs> and then um, we went on Thursday. I came back to school. Awfully cheaper Monday morning. And uh, my mom... Uh, okay, so backstory. I used to go home with my family friends. So we had... Um, Shout out to my childhood friends who, you know, maybe we don't talk often, but they are still very much in my life. Um, so we used to go home together with my, two of my childhood friends, Tosi and Olamde. Now, um, and we used to take turns to be parents. So whichever parent is available to come and get us, would get the collective, you know, okay. we all lived in the same neighborhood, would get all of us and um, drop us off. So, hey. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know for some reason. I think I even remember that it wasn't supposed to be my mom that day. Mm-hmm. But my mom was the one who came to get the collective of us. As well as, you know, I think kids of like some other family friends and stuff. So she got to school, packs outside. And go you know, home trip. I love it. And this, <laughs> the teacher in charge, God bless her soul, Mrs. Famosa. And she comes out and sees my mom. And she's like, oh, mommy tell. And you know, seeing her, nothing, no alarm bells rung. Because I'm like... Mm you know, peace out and everything. I haven't done anything wrong because I don't like my mom seeing teachers. So um, she came out and she greeted my mom and she's like, mom, tell her, Cabo, that uh, one thing, one thing, you know, that how was your trip? My mom said, oh, it went well. She said, ah, that loosely translated, you took Tewa out. She couldn't, you took Tewa out of town so she couldn't participate in the debate. My mom's like, what debate? Mind you, my mom had asked at home like do you have anything you're supposed to do in school and, said no. that she, and I said no uh-huh. A- again voluntary <laughs> like guys don't forget the emphasis voluntary. on double voluntary mm-hmm. so I'm like and then my mom says which debate and she gave me the look first of all I think it was after the look I knew that she was going to take this you know blow Seriously. this out of proportion because yeah. in my head I'm like she would give me a chance to explain mm-hmm. voluntary yeah. guys <laughs> and then she just gives me a look like but we talked and you didn't tell me. I said it was voluntary. But at that point, you know, she had made up her mind yeah. on. And the woman just goes, eh, so you didn't tell your mom. And you know, teachers, horrible at foiling stuff. Yeah. I hope they are not like that, parenting their own kids. But they are horrible at, you know, putting fires on stuff. And we got home. So on the ride home, I knew that, you know, premonition, doom was coming. But I didn't think it would be coming. anything. I, I didn't yes. steal. I didn't kill someone. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't, I didn't get into more severe trouble. No, for I'll real. Destroy. <laughs> I'll destroy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go home and um, she just goes, tells my older sister. Okay, so um, 
my older cousin, but she's my oldest because we grew up together and tells her to go and get Pepe. Dun, dun, dun. What? And for me, I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, Rob, I, I don't even know if I should be saying this on a recording because my mom could be arrested. In the same crime, she should be arrested for what she did. <laughs> but like, well, thankfully, we don't have <laughs> all our moms. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I love her to bits, but this just leaves a mark. So um, <laughs> tells my sister to go and buy Pepe. And maybe my sister, because she's older, so maybe she had, you know, a sense that... Yeah, a premonition. So she knew uh-huh. if she goes to get if she goes to get dry Pepe, it is over for me. So instead, she told my mom we had blended, freshly blended Pepe. Said, Isn't that worse? Bring some. I, I can't, you know. Okay. So, like um, fresh pepe. Mm. Why is my husband peppering me all of a sudden? <laughs> and then my mom goes, ah, ah, you know, locking the doors, and I'm there. My dad just come back a bit late. Oh, God, my dad is going to hear this. He just come back a bit late from um, work and stuff. And then she locks the door, sends my siblings out to the, the door to her room, and she tells me, education and everything comes first. I followed her to a burial. I didn't have to go, um, but I wanted to. I'm. I'm not taking my future seriously. I, I'm, I'm Sorry, how many days of school did you miss? Thursday and Friday, sis. Oh, so two, two days. days. Yes. And Friday, in primary five. Friday is really like a mm, chill day mm, everywhere. Yeah. I still pass common entrance. I still go into secondary school. <laughs> and you are here. And I'm here, mm-hmm. I'm not doing so badly. <laughs> and then she's. <laughs> you're not taking her after the speech, and then she flogs me. And my mom had this habit of constantly reminding us of a period where she was really effing up. Her mom beat her to unconsciousness, took her what? to the hospital, nursed her back to life. And she's better with the, for it. Yeah, with the threat of, you know, doing it again, again. if she ever, like... So it, it, I, I think it, it was a state my mom aimed to aspire, aspire to. <laughs> Why, I have no idea. So she hmm, flogs me. And then I think she told me to use my hands to put the pepper in the cane max. Mm. And um, close your mouth, girls. Pepper <laughs> <laughs> in the cane max. What? And, stuff. and kneel. On the pepper? Like, do you mean kneel inside pepper? You don't know. You to be sure. Kneel in the pepper. And um, she, well, yes, I kneel down. And then now I'm thinking about it. I don't know how we used to manage for our scars not to be visible. Yeah. I think out of our I have uniforms. one scar. It's just No, no, I have that's not what I'm saying. No. I have cane marks. Like okay. that's may, not even uh-huh. Or maybe or maybe weight gain has marks. made made me it shift. Well, I had one here. Yeah. Remember. Can you see these two lines? It looks like it has faded out and yeah. stuff now, but like that's yeah, but I have a feeling it's fabulous. Thank yeah. you, girls. Thank you. I tell her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girls. So yes, that happened and um I think there's one. There are few. There are like two others. How did you guys make up? Me and my mom. You know, kids. God bless yeah. kids. Like you, you, you don't realize the gravity of yeah. what's happening on of until your yeah of your yeah until like you look back on something and by then yeah. you know memory or um, time has made it less um, traumatized. So time will drastic. heal the scars and the actual events. You just start to forgive. Yeah, you just start to forgive. Funny thing is, I didn't. You know, it's when I grew. Like I know that it left. A lasting impression, like a lasting memory, mm-hmm. but it, it's never from a place of like me and my mom. Jeez, it's never from a place of like anger or anything. I just remember that that happened mm-hmm. for this. So I think it was because of the crime 
against the punishment. It Maybe too heavy. it was that it felt like it was imbalance so that um, makes me remember. Because there were other punishments and that I can't even remember what I did, which means if I was guilty, I was guilty. But this time around, yes, that happened. So that's my um, hmm. mommy moment. Have you felt interesting? <laughs> oh, yeah. After, so the thing is, because I'm the first child, right, I felt a lot of the brunt, thank you, of my parents' strict... Discipline. <laughs> oh my god, I was the scapegoat of my family till today. My my sister still tell me, how did you cope? Were you the scapegoat, or you, were you the person they used to set a precedent? So not only am I the scapegoat, I'm also the precedent setter, and I'm also the troublesome one. Mm. In quotes. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can't yeah. believe this. So that's the thing about maturity. You just grow older, and some things grow you out of go. these things. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Let me see which one of these stories is interesting enough for me to tell. Okay, I think I should start with, um, oh, this one. This was the last time my dad ever beat me. The last time. And that's because it was really, it was something. Your mom. My dad. Your dad. My, my mom didn't used to beat us. That's the opposite for me. So whenever she sees that we've gone out of line and we've gone crazy, she just say, you know what? Just wait for your father. Kneel down there and wait for your father. <laughs> when my dad comes, she will now amplify it. And I'm going to be like, what? He's never home. So whatever she tells him is what he will take. He now gets angry on her behalf and now beat us. So on this day, actually, I remember two. The first one was ridiculous, like you said, because... I mean, now, like if you think love. about it, exactly. Right. If you think about it now, maybe it was... But then I felt like, nah, this is unfair. Because... I think we're going to get to the point where my younger siblings now do these things and nobody says a thing. But when I was their age, That's if I, oh my God, it will be such a big deal. So the first one, my mom asked me to cook beans. You know beans takes a while to get done. Yeah. Tell me you left I went to talk to you about. I did not cook it. I didn't remember. I was ah. on TV. Okay, it's really bad. Now I see the way you in an African household. In an African household. As a firstborn. But guess what? When she came back early, so I, I asked her, okay, let me go and do it now, since my dad's not here back. Oh, no, you're going to serve the punishment. Are you joking? She said, no, leave it. Don't don't cook anything. That means go and do it with alacrity. No, no, leave no. It. No, it means, like, it. It you means need to serve you, the punishment. Yes, if you if do you it, you're going to be in more it. trouble. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let your dad come back and see that you actually didn't cook. And there was no food. And there's no food. That. Then you oh, now know that, okay, I'm not playing with you. So that was it. My dad came back. I said, oh, okay, I'm back. Where's my meal? <laughs> Mom was like, see this stupid girl you kept in the house. You didn't cook for you. <laughs> my daddy said, what? And the thing is, my dad likes bean steak. Because when I cook beans, he loves it. Just like, ah, today's bean steak now. Oh, yeah, bring beans for me. I'm like, ah. Your first bond did not cook for you. That's kill. <laughs> That's kill. That's kill. Yeah, that. He was like, go on, you down and wait for me. The beating I received that day. Till today, my beans is always super delicious. When yeah. they say cook Sorry. beans, I run. <laughs> what was for dinner that day? We didn't eat anything. So, so we, you, everybody you ate bread. Bread. So you, I, you I deserved, deserved it. Cake. I deserved it, you right? deserved it. Okay, huh. let me move to the second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the second one. When I was younger... Why do you have a look of, I did this? Of I course I did this. I always do okay. these things now. My parents are not mad people. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. 
Of course, I did these things, but the reason why I'm still upset you today is because when my younger ones do them now, they don't get that same yeah. treatment. Your parents are tired. It's not fair. Why weren't they tired when I was a teenager? No, you were the, you were the lab rat. Yes, you It's were. not fair. And then when I tell these stories, people like you be like, you were the lab rats. How does that make me feel? It makes me feel like I need therapy. <laughs> well, well, well. Okay, so this second one, um, when we were younger, we didn't have um, phones no, we didn't. at a point. We had landline. We had landline. Yeah. God bless you. I think it was multi-links that yes. we had in my house. We were using Nitel. Multi-links, Nitel, no, this wasn't that far back. Stacoms. Yes, Stacoms and multi-link, they had come There was Nitel. There was yes, there was there Nitel. Was Nitel. We used Stacoms too. So Stacoms and yeah, pre- multi-links yes. was in the... At this time, this was yeah. the one that was like all over the place. Yeah. There was multi-links, there was Stacoms. They had these really cute tabletop telephones. Yeah. So, um... I, I think I gave a boy hey, that number, number mm. right? No, but guess what? It was even my fault. I didn't have credits on my phone. There were phones, but I didn't have credits on my phone. So I called the boy, he was my classmate, to call me on the landline. On my own phone. So I went to the landline, dialed his number. And asked him to call me. I was on your own phone. On my oh, own so he phone then call calls back. back the, okay. But okay. I didn't. He didn't pick up when I called him. So I knew at that point that I was in trouble because I knew that he was going to try call to call back, back that number. So he didn't call back until maybe an hour, and my dad was like sitting right beside the phone. So he calls back and says, hello, obviously, guy's voice. And my dad goes, mm. yes, hello, who is this? <laughs> this reminded me of something. <laughs> and the boy says, oh, he wants to talk to Ada. Stupid boy. Stupid boy. How dare you? How can you hear somebody's parents' voice and still go ahead with what you're saying? The next thing to do is drop the phone. Just drop the phone. This boy says he wants to talk to Ada. That is Ada's right. classmates, blah, blah, blah. My dad said, hey, how'd you get this number? He was like, oh, she called me. I'm trying to return the call. Fantastic. Um, you know what? All girls in my house. Yeah. So my dad has a big problem with male figures. He doesn't want to see you. Don't talk to my children. Don't come close to my house. Nothing. You can be classmates in school. Fine. But don't you bring it to, to my house. Don't, don't, so I don't want to. What are Extremely. Protected? Like, I don't know. <coughs> And now he asked me where's husband. If I who husband? Hus? <laughs> Don't ask me about husband, coming, please. You chased all of them away. So my father said, Adesi, come close. I came. He was like, somebody called you. Who's the person? I said, my classmate. He said, eh, okay, go on you now. <laughs> that was it. The beating I received that day. <laughs> if my daddy beats you, oh no, he can't even beat you. Because you will faint. <laughs> I'm telling you, if my daddy should beat you. I don't know. He beats me. <coughs> so much anger. Anger. It, 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 as if yeah. no, he was, he was yeah, maltreated as, as a, a child. child. Maybe he was. Because I don't understand. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever thought to ask? No. I've never, I, would never, I would never dare ask if he was maltreated. Am I mad? <laughs> no, I mean now. I don't even mean then. Even like, now. now. No, I can't oh, no, I can now. have. I can't have this conversation with my parents. Well, maybe my mom, but not my dad. 
Well, See, now I'm, I'm still not let's, close let's, to my let's, dad like let's, that. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, futuristic. We're still going back there, actually. Because the way I used to relate to my parents back mm-hmm. when I was a teenager is not, very not, different. It's very yeah, different yeah. now. And now my dad tries to like talk to us as like friends. Mm. Or, and it's no, not working. Friends, yes. No, but we're not friends. It's hard. Yes. You beat me to build that. So allow me, you know, like heal from all of that trauma. I think I still have scars. There's no way I don't still have scars. I remember the next day when I went to school, nobody could touch me. If you because you made so much, pain. I was yeah, sore, sore, like yeah, the like whole, so I was sore. Yeah, the whole my skin was blistered. Everything it was crazy. Somebody in school said, "I think they beat you yesterday because like you're so you're all." Did panicked. the boy, the classmate, see you the next day? Oh yeah, he saw me the next day. He didn't even know what happened, and I didn't tell him. Oh, it was it was a yeah, it's embarrassing. First of all, yeah. <laughs> So I have a story, <laughs> and this one is more of I want to I want to flip it to a time when my mother was my hero, and I'll never forget. There was this teacher that we had. I was in primary four. His name was Prince Mazibula, a surname I cannot pronounce because he was from South Africa, and he had one of those apostrophes on their names. And he was very fussy about his name too, but he was a very eerie person. He was he was mean, but added to that, he just I think was also socially awkward. And he had very high expectations of children who their their age is single digits. He treated us like, I don't know. Like whatever you don't get at this point, you're never going to get. He was so intense about everything. Yeah. And that's why I say he was socially awkward. Because I want to also blame maybe his socialization or something. Because his expectations for children were way too high. So on this particular day, and by the way, he taught us French. I won't say French. Yes, French and writing. But I was only in his writing class. Okay. And on this particular day, maybe I was tired or something because I have really beautiful handwriting right now. I mean, it took a lot to get here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my handwriting was sloppy or maybe I didn't write within the lines or so. And I was, by the way, as a kid till very recently, even now, I've always been a teacher's pet. So... It shocked me when he called me forward and said, however many points I missed on the grading scale, he was going to smack my knuckles with a ruler. Those thin rulers. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I was one of those people that if a, if a teacher is beating me, I cry early because I'm just like in shock, first of all, as a teacher's like place. Like, why? Me why of all people. Yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm a good person. I'm, I'm, I assist you. I... I take names of noisemakers. I <laughs> wipe the board before you even come to class. I'm like an assistant teacher. Me. So I, would, I had cried and everything and all the other, because he was a subject teacher and we had a class, class teacher. teacher. What subject? He was teaching writing. writing. Okay. So my class teacher came and said, Simi has been crying since 2 p.m. I had cried through the lesson till like 4 p.m. She was very, very distraught Concerned. because mm-hmm. this is like her favorite students in class. Crying, I was inconsolable I just yeah. couldn't stop when my mom picked me up at 4 o'clock she was like where is Mazibula oh they said oh Mazibula doesn't stay for lesson you know he's a subject teacher so he had gone home so my mom took me home it wasn't I don't even remember scarring or anything I just remember the whole trauma was, of it. the trauma of getting beaten the embarrassment just the fact that it did not match up because I was trying my best to write and this um, punishment was based on the fact that you determined or that standard wasn't met, you just decided to rain hell on all the children. But I couldn't, for the life of me, fathom the fact that I was among the children you rained hell on. <laughs> so I went home. So next to my mom said, that night or rather, my mom said, 
go to bed early. We're going to school. We're going to early. school at 5 a.m. So be ready. Wear good uniform, clean shoes. We're going to school early. So we got to school. Normally, we get to school very, very early. But on this particular day, maybe we got there like 6.30. And my mom said, why not go, go drop your stuff in your class and come and sit with me at the gate? I'm going to wait till Mazibula gets here. My mom did not give a damn about his last name. She just said, Mazibula. <laughs> so when Mazibula got there, he was all chipper and all because he's seen his parents. Oh, Simi's mother, how are you? My mom said, nope, there are no pleasantries here. Stretch out my hands and said, you see these hands? In your life, you will never touch them again. She's my child. And I know that whatever it is she did on that particular day did not warrant you beating her knuckles. Because my knuckles were actually raw. My knuckles are actually raw right now looking at them. But my mom was like, no. I've heard about how you bully children because you are the one teacher that a lot of students are very afraid of and they can't exactly articulate why they're afraid of you. They just know that you could be happy one minute, you'd be sad one minute, and then you just rain it all on them. So she said, in your life, you will never touch my child again. And the man was going, you know, she did this. And my mom was like, I don't care what she did in this instance. If all parents could be like this. I do not care what she did because I have heard about you and I've heard your reputation. And we have brought this up in PTA. That's something we'll talk about. So, no. In hindsight, maybe not. No more. And he just looked at me, looked at her, and she said, see me go to your class. And she walked away and went to her, her daily activities. But I remember that day because... For me, it was the beginning of, if anybody is terrorizing me as a child... You always have your mom. My mother is always there to just... I remember there were instances in secondary school. It was a whole big instance where I was being bullied in Yellow House. And she made sure by the next visiting day, they had moved me to Red House. Because she said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with the administration. And it caused a lot of side talk from the teachers, some students and all of that. But my mom, and I think what it is is... The fact that you mentioned now you have a a friendly relationship with your parents, yeah. but you can't necessarily call them your friend. No, no. Mine is different okay. from others. Okay. I have a chummy. If I'm talking to my dad on the phone, you might not know I'm talking to my dad on the phone. No, I, I mean a, with your with your mom. Even my mom. Really? So my dad is even, you know, as far my dad that had to, you know, it's not yeah, people say, oh, your dad is, you know, a dad is a girl's best friend, oh. you know, first boyfriend. But I think in Nigeria, it's from a sponsor or from a, he has my back point of view, not necessarily from a, we discuss. And yeah. if I'm going through some life difficulty, probably my dad first, just because he's the calmer voice of reason. Now, my mom, on the other hand, is basically my sister at this point. So oh, um, love it. we become like sisters, could be talking to her about something and if she's like, this one's giving me attitude. She just hangs up. Like, it's very <laughs> sister-like. It's not... There's no... Like, yeah, she's my mom. And it doesn't help that, you know, when people see us together, they're like, oh, your mom looks younger than... Yes, maybe they're just saying it to, you know... But she kind of does. She's, you know, she's not as big as I am and all of that. So, when we... When you see us... It's only when my madam, small madam is there that you remember, oh, my mom is a grandma. But, like, when you see us together, honestly, and the kind of relationship we now have, I can bet you good money. My mom would argue till death that all these things I'm saying she did, she didn't do it. (laughs) Because I think, 
it's, and it's not necessarily would, would from you say a place it's, of it's selective amnesia. It's probably from a place of now looking at how she's dealing with me mm-hmm. and how she's dealing with other kids. She probably can never believe she did something like that. Yeah. So it, it might not even be intentional. It might be from I don't think she can listen to this episode. It might be from a place of <laughs> genuine. Why? What would have warranted that I do that? Because my mom had my back. Let's not talk about all the, you know, different times where she stood up for me when shit was going down. Um, my parents were genuinely, you know, you come first. And well, my dad showed it more when we were growing up. I, <laughs> I was defending my project in uni, and I was so tense one morning, and my my folks were talking about something that I think had no importance at that point. We're driving to school. And I think I snapped at my dad or something. And I just meant I'm just so frustrated. And I remember after it happened, expecting the African parent reaction of, you know, nothing. Until later, he just called me. I was like, so why are you frustrated? And had a honest to God. And I swear, even though the latter part of what I was frustrated about was worse than the former, mm-hmm. I had never felt better. Because it just felt like there's nothing to be frustrated about. It's not the end of the world. And he doesn't know this, but that statement has honestly, as simple or as basic as it sounds, has gotten me through everything else. Because I mean, it is not the end of the world kind of person. When shit is going down, my reaction is always, okay, so who's going to die from this? If no one is going to die, I go to the next worst thing. What's going to happen from this? And then I use the worst thing that could possibly happen as a guideline for how I'm going to react. I would never react first mm-hmm. before. It's the same thing. It's maybe why, and this might be a bit dark, it's maybe why I feel even when someone is drastically ill, like severely ill, you know, end of the line ill, I try not to cry until the person actually passes. Because I just feel like the tears will come. Don't be in a hurry. It is coming. <laughs> Don't just preempt your... And it's simply because like, I, I just remember that in that moment where I was letting something that hadn't even happened. My fear at that point was I was going to fail and have to... I was letting that something that hadn't happened, you know, dictate my reaction to everything else. And I just, you know, no, I can't do this. So in terms of relationships, like my mom and dad, oh wonderful like mm, that's really amazing cool. <laughs> i mean now i have a very fantastic relationship with my mom although i've always had that it's just that obviously she would always call me out you know whenever i did something really foolish um but my dad i still can't like shake that you know he's um, it's not just about the beating it's the kind of person he is he's not really a sweet talk yeah, soft yeah. talk they love you in their own way yeah, but i think a lot of dads own... are generally more like that exactly mm-hmm. so obviously if i need any Anything right now, I'm going to call my Go dad to, and yeah. do it. Come through, me. yeah. Yes, but he's not the kind of person that doesn't have small talk with you. He doesn't have small talk with anybody, by the way. Yeah. How's your dad? That's just how he is. <sighs> my dad. My dad and I bond over television. And I think we're bonding over television because maybe he's going through like his fourth or fifth midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad likes reality TV. I've never seen like the trashiest, trashiest form of reality TV. And I think for him, um, he's going through like a reverse type Benjamin Button type situation mm-hmm. because for him, he wants to do things. He wants to be out there. But when I was a child, <coughs> bless you, all he did was work, you know, push for goals, push for grades, push for success, make you feel like you needed to be the best that you could possibly be. I, I do understand the backstory behind that. But he yep. was, I would say from a, when I was a child, I felt like he was distant. But then that's because 
the opposite was my mother, who was very, very hands-on, helicopter human being, sandwich parent, taking care of her parents and her children. She's always been that person that is in the middle of everything. Yeah. And I think one thing that made the comparison so extreme is the fact that they're in opposites. My mom is her person. She's so hands-on about everything. Like, you could say we need to fetch a bucket of water. And she would... Project manage ah, the fetching. Yes, and make sure that even after the water has been delivered to its destination, she still wants to follow up on whether the water was good enough. So just using that example. Okay. So she's, she's I say this with all love, she's a nano manager in everything. <laughs> so to have that extreme and to have my dad where he's just like, What's what, the what do you need? What do you need? Do you need money? Take. Oh, yeah, take the money. Has your mother heard about it? Yes. What did she say? She said this. Okay, okay. then he goes... <laughs> Without doing his own due diligence, he would just literally be like, take your word to whatever your mother mm-hmm. says, because your mother is because so thorough. Yeah. 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 So now to have him want to do things with me like, oh, see me, help me pick an outfit and help me make sure it matches. And then when we're done, take a picture and post it under your little app because I know you're going to post it. And then when they, when you post, tell me what they said. <laughs> so to have that experience as an adult and as an adult living in, in my parents' house, it's just... It's taking some getting. Some days I'm like, oh, many. But I have a question Step about back. this. Basically, my question is, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think they now get to this point? I, I know f- I don't think I know for a fact that it's because my mother called him out on it at some point in time and said, you, these girls will not know you. By the way, we're, oh. we're also an all-female household. Mm. Blessed are you amongst women. And are you guys <laughs> five girls, right? Six girls. Six girls. So, Simi, you're not an all-female household. It is you and your sister. Yes. When you stay mom. beside Ada, ah. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> say you're an all-female household. So um, I think what is, at some point in time when we moved, because my sister and I moved to America when we were both 16, at some point in time, my mom continued her helicopter parenting. She was always around. People in my university and grad school knew my mother on a one-on-one basis because mm-hmm. she was always around. And then my dad would come, but he would come every now and then. But then he wasn't as present, obviously because of work and a bunch of other things. But at some point in time, my mom started saying, you need to start asking these young ladies what exactly what, what's is going, going on, on mm-hmm. because you don't want to be that parent where you're 60 or 70 and they say things like, oh, I told my mom and I don't, I didn't tell my dad. But you know, even though your mom called him out, he had to take some intentionality on his part. So definitely, I think he's, he's better. I won't say he's, he's anywhere near my mother. Of course not. No, 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 no. But it took a lot of effort. My mom is inborn from what you've experienced. Yeah. And I also think he, he calmed down about things. He realized that I've hit all those goals that I was, I, I I I wanted. Exactly. Then what? Where are my children in this whole picture? And, you know, my sister works for him, who I always tease him that that's your best friend. She works for him, and they have such a an interesting, very bothersome for me in the sense that I'm like, you pick, I pick up the phone, and the first thing you say is Shokwe, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this is Simi. <laughs> Fix yourself. So it, that's why I say it's bothersome, because I'm like, is that the only person you, you see? But then <laughs> it, it might even be easier for her to then develop a friendship like like oh, genuine best friend like relationship is because, because she's always in it. Yes, state. and I feel like and it's always in her. For 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 them, theirs is more of a push and pull, push and pull yeah. because they have they're both workaholics in my own opinion, and they have these standards. So when my dad comes and he's like, "No, I don't agree," and then she goes, "Well, I don't agree," and then they don't agree on creative creative points. So it's just like. 
are you guys fighting? Am I in the middle? So I, I step in the middle and I'm, by the way, I'm a very bold person. I'm that person who will call out nonsense when I see it. And I will call it out regardless of your age. So I'll say, Terrell, that thing you did was yes. X, Y, Z. Yeah. But then I'll go a step higher. Terrell's mommy, that thing you did too <laughs> was X, Y, Z. So I find I'm in a middleman position yeah. between two of them. So it really helps me bond with both of them and also helps me bond with my dad because my dad says things like, do you think your mom is angry with me about this? And I'm like, hey, yeah, how sweet. You want my opinion? How sweet. Sit down. And that does that too. I'm, I'm basically, I, I make this joke that for my parents, I'm basically the agony auntie. So and anytime, you know, they both need a soundboard. Mm. I'm the in-between. So tell I want to say something. I want, to, I want you to chime in on something because you are the one raising a Gen A. Yes. And you're the only one raising a child right now. So mm-hmm. After Ada has raised her sister. <laughs> Ada has done that too. <laughs> for you. So tell us a little bit about comparing your experience as a child and your experience right now as a mom. What would you say are the points of differences? So I think if I delve deep into it, we're not going to leave here. But what I am going to point out is what I have found to be a major difference. And funny enough, it's not from the style of parenting. It's societal. Okay. So you know when you're being... When we were raised, don't mind yourself. You were not being raised by your parents. You were being raised by a whole community of people. That is true. Your parents might not be angry about something. The moment an external party is angry about it, they are angry. You were legit being raised by... And, and I'm not even saying here that our parents were, you know, fickle or, you know, easy to sway. I'm just saying that there was so much in terms of you have to be a good representative of the... Okpayemi of the Nana of the Olatono family to your you know to the society you cannot paint a bad picture and because of that you know it was easy for you to go out with your parents and you're doing something and maybe your mom doesn't want to get so angry and then someone else complains and then it becomes they start to look at it from a Mm, people are saying this and then it makes them start to change how they react to that particular thing that they honestly did not care about the difference now is I don't know if it's because people have whether we want to admit it or not, whether people are choosing to mind their business because they don't like the repercussions of doing the opposite or perhaps they just feel like, ah, I want more days I, I don't know. That yeah. comment is kids of nowadays. It's so common. And you don't realize the impact of that statement until. So when I'm out, you know, it's little things. First of all, when we're growing up, um, a child that isn't potty trained at a certain age, someone is already saying, ah, this child, no. And that's the majority. Now that is the minority. Majority of people are like, oh, okay, and moving on. Find your level. Yes. Um, there's also the, your child calling you first names. All my friends will have, okay, maybe not all. A good number of my friends will have kids or like people I talk to will have kids. Had that phase for the first few years where they were on a first name basis with their kids. There was no, they know you're their mom. Mm-hmm. It's not like they know that you're that person for them. They know that you're that person for but that first name would not go anywhere. It's um, one of my very Where good does friends. Where it come from? It's, so whatever, it's not just first name. It's actually whatever people around you call are me. calling you. But I don't think that's a new thing, though. I no. called my mom her name for like two years. When you were growing up? Yeah. Yeah, but trust me now, it's not even, you know, then there'll be the correction. It's mommy, it's mommy. Yeah. Now nobody's bothering to correct anybody. Yeah. That's like a major, and what we don't realize with that is in doing that, there's also the reactions to the waywardness. So um, I joke that, you know, my daughter got her stubbornness from her dad <laughs> and he tries to say it's from me. <laughs> we leave that up to the bit, but she's very strong-willed for a 
two going on three. She's going to be three in April. For a two going on three-year-old, she's very strong-willed. It's no, I don't want. Stop it. Those are like favorite <laughs> phrases. No, I don't want. Stop it. And with that, you know, the reaction is to beat. I also try to say I don't want to be a beat parent. Although I do the you get spanked, I hit her Two hand. Fingers. She beats a lot. So she's she wants to tell you stop it. You don't hear it the first time. The next time she's hitting you. So I try to, you know, maybe the third time hit her back just so she has an understanding. My mom, my mom is the only person she's afraid of in the whole world. Like my mom <laughs> is legit the only person. My daughter also knows looks. So if you look at her funny, after a few seconds, she'll come and like, I'm sorry, tell her, and she'll walk away. Because she knows what you're trying to say, but not saying. But my mom is genuinely, but in all of that, what I realize is that external part, you cannot underestimate the impact of the reduced external influence. Because people are legit doing it alone. People in a bid not to, or maybe I'm going to personalize this. I don't involve myself in other people's parenting. So it sounds like the village is getting smaller. Oh, and yeah. not just smaller. Stantier. It's not a bad thing. So yeah. before I used to think what I wouldn't give. I once joked to my mom that I wish my dad had a second wife. Like having a, you know, little, I wanted, you know, siblings. And which is crazy because I grew up in a house where Christmas were 30. I grew up with cousins. So I, I don't know what I was looking for thinking I wanted siblings. But how many siblings do you have? Two. Well, one of blessed memory, but I have, you know, one. So there's two of us. But like, even in that, I'm, I'm just like, with not having that community as much as, you know, it helped when you were growing up, that cousins. Have you seen the bond with some of us and our cousins? You would legit think your siblings or your best friends. Mm. Leave the ones that even you act like siblings or you see during family locations. Talk about the ones that you genuinely hang out like friends. It's beautiful. Yeah. And while, you know, that might be missing and you might then miss all of that, they can still develop that. But you see that community of people being, putting their mouths in how you are raising a child. I'm so grateful that that is kind of gone because now we are juggling more things. We had, we grew up in a time where mommies were kind of present. Mm-hmm. Now... I my husband even has a more flexible work structure than I do. I'm the one who's gone in the morning, back at night on the days that I go out. And imagine someone was holding me to the standard of you're the mummy, you have to be 100%. Pre-. It's not going to happen. So all those for me, mm-hmm. aside you know the other differences and everything, that influence that people putting their mouths in your mm. business, it's one aspect that I am so grateful. It's out. Can we like, talk about to a certain punishment? <laughs> oh, no. Like, I, I, I'm not, she's not the age where if I touch her at this point, I'm going to, I should be, you know, held in custody. <laughs> so I, I, I think we might maybe need someone who is raising a teenager with wayward beyond their minds mm. to, you know, ask that, do you beat? But in terms of, I think even in our generation, if we are beating a two-year-old, you are the one who has a problem, not the two-year-old. I think even in our... So maybe when she's a bit older, we can then talk about, oh, how do I feel about actual cane? Is it necessary? So but right I, now, I, I, I don't think so. I actually have um, some... I have something to add on that point. Corporal punishment I also do. So maybe when you're done... Because um, right now, in our house, we we have a 15-year-old who's my cousin who lives with us, or mm. he lives comes in and out. And... Funny story, my mother has a cane in her house, and I don't think that cane has been used. But that cane symbolizes the possibility of punishment. Of it being used, yeah. And 
there are a lot of children that come in and out of our house visiting on the weekends, weekdays, swimming, lessons, all kinds of things. And my mom has never actually used that cane. I think that cane has not been used since maybe 2004. But it has moved <laughs> it has moved through our houses because we're, we're living in a different house from the old house we used to live in 2004. And that cane just stays on top of the hood in our kitchen. And every it's visible enough for everybody to see children and adults alike and it actually makes my <laughs> friends laugh when they come into the kitchen and they're like your mom still has a kid yeah hey kid i'm like ah, she has threatened to use it on me but she doesn't use it but oh my mom's fear i can slap you the fe- exactly <laughs> like a reminder the fear of of that kid touching my body would just cause correct you know like make me just be like you know what so you're afraid of the cane i'm afraid of the cane and everybody else who comes in my cousin my little um, godchildren that come around for swimming lessons, they are actually afraid of it, but I don't know that I have ever seen that cane being be used. used. Like, maybe the most it has come is my mom swipes, swipes it in the mm-hmm. air. She's like, behave! Mm-hmm. And then puts it back. I think that's really the use. Yeah. Like that's what never, it should be used for, right? I think I think her leaving it in the house is really for her to for the threaten and say yes. But how do you feel about yeah. application? Do you think it's required? No, no, no. So I'm one of those people that... I'm at the point where, like you described your, mm. your child, she understands emotion, she understands yeah. expression, she yeah. understands all of that. I feel like you can, you, things can be said. And yeah. children nowadays are even more impressionable yes. than we were. In our, nowadays, we just... I'm more intuitive. Yes, we, we kept quiet. They said, why aren't you doing this? Or why did you do this? They said it's wrong. Sorry, I have it's a right. very funny thing. And I found, I asked someone, weird poll, I asked like two people and apparently they had the same experience. Did you ever believe your mom was 10 years old? Like, did you have that childhood where you, um, maybe for some reason, you were to ask your mom my age? Okay. Or any parent, and they my, told you something ridiculous like 10 or 15, or like a very no, ridiculous... My, my parents were... And you well, believed it till you got to that age. They were very open about ages. They were like, you know this, you this is biography, this is... No, like, they was. even just said it as per... Like, maybe it just came up. Really? No. If anyone is listening and you had this experience, please, I really want to hear it. Because I, I mentioned it to someone once, and the person was like, oh, yeah, that happened to me too. Like, when I was, like, maybe five... Their parents think, told them they were 10. I mentioned my mom and my auntie, they were together, and they were just like, we're 10. And I believed it till I turned 10. <laughs> and I'm like, we cannot be the same age. Come on. We gotta be 10 <laughs> but it's a, it, well, the reason I brought it up was there were things that our parents also said to us as per maybe joke or maybe white lie. And we believed it until we got older. Oh, yeah, realized definitely. So do you, are there white lies? And, and I know sometimes they, they said they told us as white lies. To every dream. Your, I'm going to tell my mom, every dream she ever had when I want innocence. to go out is a white lie. And we are going to have that conversation. She didn't see no so spirit. So for my parents, right, when we're younger, my sister and I, especially Choma, that's the one immediately after me, we hated food with a passion. We didn't like to eat Anything they gave us for food to take to school, we'll bring it home like that. And even at home, if they give us anything to eat, we just wouldn't eat it. They would always threaten us and all of that. So at night, what my, my dad used to say, and my mom actually, is that when you go to sleep without eating, okay, because my place is called Umbidi, that's where we're from. And they say that this, there's a whistle that a masquerade will blow at night. You, hear it, you would only hear it if, if you, you don't eat. Yeah. But if you eat very well, you sleep soundly, so you won't be able to hear it. But if you don't eat, your sleep is going to be very light. So you hear it. How do they come up with this thing? (laughs) (laughs) So if you know you don't want to hear Opimbidi, the whistle of Umbidi, you must eat. And you just see us start grab. Oh, Ito. (laughs) 
who was here masquerade whistling in the night? <laughs> Was like, so, yeah, I think that lines. one is never going to go away because I'm sure I'm going to tell doing some lies, like just to get hurt. Oh yeah, you have you to. Know, if you're not going to use corporate, corporate punishment, they have to just have to put like a yeah. bit of fear into yeah, them. Into them. But something that um I heard you say, and I think I want to highlight very briefly so that this doesn't go on for too long, is the fact that regardless of the changes in times and all, I feel like we need to give some credit to the presence of grandparents in raising our children. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, when you were telling your story, sorry, when you were telling your story of the whistle, yeah. I remember my own version was sleep at a certain time because of Wee Willie Winky who mm. runs through the town upstairs and downstairs in his nightgown. Wake Thank you for parents. that story. Joey has a bad... She doesn't go to bed early, so I'm going to start telling but that was which my of your grandma. Which of your grandma, my maternal grandma, by the way. Oh, okay. my, I had a closer relationship with my maternal yeah. grandma. She still lives with you guys, so. Yes, she does. Okay. So She still does? She does. She oh, lives with us right amazing. now. So I, 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 I remember a lot of those stories, and my grandparents were sort of like a balance... When my parents are being very, very difficult, my grandparents are the friend that you want, especially my grandpa of blessed memory. Grandpa, I want to do... <coughs> grandpa, I believe in... Sorry. Bless you. I believe in this art and craft. So, you know what? My grandpa will sit you down with cardboard, paint and everything. Blow my mind away. And then when you blow his mind away, you know what else he'll do? He'll put you on display in his living room and say, my grandchildren made those. If you're interested, there was even a time when used to sell them uh-huh. for 10 naira and we had a cash register and my grandpa had the key to the cash register your grandparents are they're blessed so they definitely are a blessing and they actually are a very very strong force because I remember um, when I used to <laughs> by the way this was probably illegal but I had struggled with my art homework and my grandpa was an artist he used to help me with my homework but <laughs> he took help very 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 far and sometimes he used to do that can I say something? I think the reason why grandparents are better parents to kids is because <laughs> essentially they've seen it, mm-hmm. been there, done that. Mm. They're not doing this again with another mm. like generation. And they've it's basically them doing the opposite of that. It's a... Again, like she said, at a point they just get tired. Yes. yes. And yeah. I, I don't think... Funny thing is, I don't even think it's fatigue. Because God help you, your grandparent has another child. Like your parents have a sibling. It's not the same way. Yeah. Like, you know those crazy situations where you and your uncle are the same age? <laughs> you're not being raised or you're not being treated the same way by that parent figure. Best believe. So that's the same thing I was saying about maybe, my parents. Maybe the way they treated me or, and the way they're treating and my younger ones now. But in this case... a better way yeah, to do That's things. what I'm saying. In this case, I'm even using grandparents. Like, that. there's that bond that I think none of us would understand until we become grandparents. But then watching even my mom and so as disciplinarian as my mom is with my madam, it is not the same thing. So she says, and it's like that with all the kids that she's been privileged to be seen as a grandparent figure. But then coming as a kind of child, Mm -hmm. it's a different ballgame. I don't understand it. I don't know if there's like this chord. But again, I know that fundamentally they don't want to make the same mistakes that they made in terms of, you know, their own approach to parenting. And this whole thing, I feel like it would have been nice if, you know, we're even talking to the mom of someone raising like a, um, a Gen Z. Yeah. Especially because in terms of exposure, I don't think that's something we would be able to communicate our fears and concerns about because they are really exposed to like a lot of things. And 
You know, yes, they say Peppa Pig now has a homosexual, you know, whatever. But really, I haven't seen that episode. And, you know, Omar really watches Peppa, Peppa Pig, Pig a lot. So I know that I'm going to have to start worrying at some point. She's already absorbing content. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to have to start being on the lookout. This is what a goal. This is, I watch the content she watches. Okay. But I know it's going to have to get stricter mm-hmm. as we go on. You know, more guidelines, more password protected things. But I would have really loved to know what the people will so what we can do is we can open up our yes our please tell IG us about DMs, it yes three peas in a pod not even just the DMs even comments yes. so people you know so you let us that know if you are raising a if you are a millennial preferably yeah raising a Gen Z or even if you are not a millennial maybe you are a Gen X raising a Gen Z let us know your experience and give us some some pointers because our our points of view here are Based on being millennials and yeah. also a millennial raising a journey. Yeah. So we don't really... And we want that voice to be covered as well. So if you can just send us a message. Please. I'd tell us, to, tell us something and we would like to learn from it as well. Yeah. So as But well, overall, do you guys think like because of how you were raised, we grew up or we turned out, you know, not so shabby? Like, do you think... <laughs> is that not so shabby? I, uh, what I would have loved to even ask is if like... From what you've explained to me, you and like Shope are relatively similar in terms of oh, like your values or whatever. Ada, I feel like I can't say you and your siblings are maybe similar because you've said it already, you were not raised the same. But even in terms of like value systems and whatnot and like actual approach to things, I'm not talking individual reactions, like I'm saying how they feel about things as a whole. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, you are all better off because of how you were raised? Yeah, obviously, we're all better off. Um, my parents did a great job with everybody. Yeah. Even, I mean, even if Do I had children not, mm-hmm. today, I wouldn't treat all my kids the same. Definitely. Children. Oh, different approach. Yeah, yes, different because approach kids are different. different yeah. Exactly, because they'll bring their different personalities to the yeah. table. So you have to know how to manage. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, so I think they did the best they could according to their own you know, patterns and their own understanding. So I think everybody turned out excellently well. So, yeah. My unpopular opinion today is about a food behavior. And mine is, I hate wet food. And what do I mean by wet food? <laughs> food that's drowned in stew. I don't like food that comes with stew. Food that stew is a a major component, component for it to have like flavor. So like rice and stew, bread and stew, what? yam and stew, jollof rice and stew. Are you a criminal? What's what? that? What's that? So yes, that's my unpopular opinion. Any wet food, I would, let's use the so word Ada is moist oh. food. Food has to be moist. I just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you roll it around in your mouth? With your tongue and saliva. Yeah. <laughs> so that means you have to produce a lot of saliva. No, no, no. no, no. You just. All I can say is this is something this I've never heard before. What food? Ah, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, see, I feel like. Rice and coffee. coffee. Do you drink tea? I, coffee. I don't drink any of those. I'm, I'm my own coffee. No one. Oh, see. Nice I love it. But yeah, wet food. I mean, you can you can maybe send us a you message and tell me just tell me how you feel about stew on jollof rice. Please so tell us. Nice. Oh no, that's an unnecessary accompaniment. Thank you. But like, <laughs> thank you. Saying wet food is just. When I was a child, we used to have a maid, and when she would feed me bread and tea, right? Because we used to have bread and tea every morning she for breakfast. She used to dunk the bread, oh, and, I it, and I used to throw up on her every oh. single time. <laughs> 
I think that's wet the only food. way that I can relate to wet, wet food. food. On bread. No, please. No, 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 I, I think disgusting. I think mine mine traces back to a maid as well when I was a child and uh-huh. she used to feed us rice and ketchup. Eba and ketchup. Stop it. All of it and ketchup. ketchup. And I remember why? It took me. I only have one question. Why? To, my mom used to assign stew, but she used to eat the stew and she would give us ketchup. Sorry. And so in my mind, I'm I, like, I'm so sorry. I, I know this is an anchor segment and we shouldn't. What do you mean your mom used to assign stew? My mom used to work <laughs> and would leave out lunch for us yeah. and say, This is what they're having for lunch rice and stew, eba and soup. Oh, I see. And she would take it for herself and, and give us give you ketchup. the crab and the. I remember her name was Joy. She was no Joy. Oh oh yes oh oh. <laughs> so you're killing it today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that's, that's all we have for today. But yeah, joy with food. no joy. Joy with no joy. And why do I feel like you know a joy that you're gonna call? No, I joy feel with like no today's joy. episode hashtag joy with no joy. Joy with yeah. no joy. <laughs> well, anyway, so oh yeah, that kind of fits into everything yeah. we've sort of talked about. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much interesting. But shout out to our parents, special mention. They are they're all amazing, people. amazing. I think we are blessed that we still have all our like and we have we can sit here and actually we're very grateful for that do some introspection because some people's experiences were so terrible that they don't the mention of parents is very triggering honestly I'm happy that we can laugh about this and discuss discuss. and that's exactly why we want to hear back from you know Mm -hmm. listeners and tell us like what was parenting like for you it's something that you know you learn from other people's experiences so it would be really nice to know what not to do yeah as parents to young children all right so ladies are we signing out now we're signing out i think we've had such a fantastic session today Mm -hmm. yeah so on to the next one when we talk about something Yes. Anticipate. Love peanuts. (laughs) Bye, peanuts. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We're all about finding out what's up with all things life. And if there's anything you'd like us to discuss, please send us a DM on IG for a chance to listen to us figure it all out. XO.